Hi, I'm Jim Calloway. And I'm Sharon Nelson. This is the 44th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers in Technology. Today, our topic is information security for lawyers. And our guest is David Rees, our friend, colleague, and frequent co-speaker, at least to share it. David is a partner with the firm of Thorpe, Reed, and Armstrong. He's also a nationally recognized expert in electronic evidence and information security. In fact, Dave was our co-author in the ABA's 2006 book, Information Security for Lawyers and Law Firms. And he will join John Simic and I as a co-author again in the upcoming book, Lockdown, Information Security for Lawyers and Law Firms, due to be published by the ABA in 2012. Welcome, Dave. Thanks for inviting me to participate. Uh, It's always great to work with both of you. Well, let's start with a a fundamental question that that seems to have a moving target answer sometimes. Dave, what is information security? Well, this is an important starting point because I think most attorneys don't understand it. Information security is a process. It has three parts. First, people. Second, policies and procedures. And third, technology. It's not just about technology. It's not something that can be passed off to an IT group or to a consultant. Effective information security requires ongoing participation by all the users of technology, and it requires addressing all three parts. It's a continuing process. Yeah, you're right, Dave. That's something they definitely don't understand. Now, I know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I know a lot of the listeners won't. Is there a problem today with the state of information security for lawyers and law firms? Yes, there is. There's a major problem. Law firms face greater threats today than they ever have. In the last few years, there have been a number of successful hacking attacks on law firms. It's not just Google, uh, Adobe, and Sony. They're after us, too. The uh, 2011 ABA Legal Technology Survey Report notes that 15% of reporting attorneys said that their firm has experienced a security breach of some kind. A recent article in a security publication reported that law firms are increasingly being attacked because they're soft targets. They have a lot of sensitive information that is well organized, and they often have weak security. How did you develop your interest in information security for attorneys, Dave? Well, I got my first PC in 1982, and I became interested in security back then and uh, have learned about it as I've learned to use technology. The interest grew as my firm and other firms and clients implemented technology, and security became part of my uh, law practice. I've tried to be an evangelist for security for attorneys. Also, in about the last 10 years, I have a son who's an information security engineer, and we've kind of fed each other's interests, both while he was in school and since he's been working in the area. You mentioned earlier that attorneys face great threats today. Can can you be more concrete in describing those threats? Yes, there's a whole range of threats. First, there's insiders that can be dishonest, bored, or untrained employees lost and stolen laptops and portable media, lack of secure configuration, hardware and software. There's malware like viruses and trojans. There's hackers and criminals that are getting very sophisticated. The list goes on and on. You know, law firms have lost data and have been victims of email phishing. And as I mentioned before, 
They've even suffered very sophisticated hacking attacks. What duties do attorneys have in particular to safeguard their client data? Well, there's four different sources of the duties that attorneys have. First, there's the ethics rules. Attorneys have a duty to take competent and reasonable measures to safeguard client data under the rules of professional conduct. Second, there are common law duties. Attorneys are fiduciaries, and there's a duty to preserve confidentiality that parallels the ethics rules. You know, that can result in a malpractice action if the duty isn't complied with. Next, there are contractual duties. We're seeing more and more where attorneys do work for financial services, uh, healthcare, and other regulated companies that there actually are contractual provisions requiring attorneys to provide information security. And finally, there's statutory duties that may apply to attorneys. Things like under the federal law, like HIPAA, there are also some state laws that require safeguards for defined kinds of personal information. And if attorneys have that kind of information about clients or others, they have to provide adequate security. A good example of that is a recent Massachusetts law that's the most comprehensive for uh, protecting personal information in the country. Yeah, that law has come under a lot of scrutiny, and I know a lot of people still are, even though they have national practices or national businesses, they're still not abiding by that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I also understand that in the uh, federal arena, the proposed national data breach law is less strong. So if it preempts the states, that will be very interesting, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's been one of the things that I think has stopped a comprehensive federal law that uh, industry wants it to preempt stricter state laws. And a group of attorney generals and consumer advocates have opposed something that would water down these stricter state laws. Well, that one will be very interesting to watch. I know you and I have been following the American Bar Association and what it's been doing in the area of information security for attorneys. Can you describe that more, Dave? Oh, sure. Uh, For a number of years, the ABA has been taking really a leading role in educating attorneys about security. For example, you know, the law practice management section has held a number of programs and provided educational materials, uh, including Tech Show. And of course, the three of us have worked together there. The section of science and technology has an active information security committee that's done a lot in the area. And the uh, legal technology Resource Center regularly uh, addresses uh, security and provides uh, information on it. And finally, the Commission on Ethics 2020 is currently reviewing attorneys' ethical obligations in their use of technology. And last month, it published draft proposed amendments to the model rules that would deal deal with security requirements when attorneys use technology. Dave, as you're well aware, the duty of confidentiality and the attorney-client privilege are critical for our profession, both from an ethical professionalism standpoint and a business standpoint. So what is the most important thing that individual attorneys can do to protect confidential information of their clients? Well, there's a lot that they need to do and, and should do. To me, the most important starting point is having security awareness. That includes understanding that information security is an important priority and exercising constant vigilance to address it. 
this applies to attorneys and everybody working with them. The duty is is the duty of attorneys, uh, as you know, as we've just discussed. But they need to make sure that they and everybody working with them address security. So, to me, the starting point is security awareness. Well, that's a good first step, but obviously there are other things that remain to be done. What else would you recommend, Dave? Well, I think they have to comprehensively address the entire information security process and do it on a continuing basis. Most attorneys will need expert assistance to do it, so in addition to awareness, they need to get help when they need it, whether that be from written materials or from experts. There's various guides and checklists of all the things that have to be done for security. We don't have time to go into details uh, in, in all of them in this podcast, but there are things like having strong passwords or passphrases, encrypting laptops and portable media, securing wireless, and the list goes on and on. Dave, I saw a really interesting reported decision recently where a police officer was said to properly search a smartphone because it was a container within the driver's access and, and of course as we know smartphones are now the key to email perhaps cloud computing files and many other things so what do you see about the proliferation of smartphones having an impact on security for lawyers well i think that smartphones are a great advantage and and i use one but they bring with that advantage uh, substantial risk and security challenges. You know, smartphones are, are really just small computers that can hold a lot of data, and they can be lost or stolen, they can be accessed wirelessly, uh, they can be hacked. So like other portable computers, they need secure configuration, they need encryption, and additional safeguards like remote wiping. I'm concerned that a lot of attorneys are using them because they're convenient and, and cool, but they're not considering security along with that. David, if I could have a quick follow-up, I've noticed a continuing reluctance of, of lawyers and law firms to use encryption. Do you have any thoughts or comments on that? Well, I have a lot of thoughts on that, and I think that, that attorneys don't consider uh, encryption seriously enough. Like, you know, encryption of laptops and portable media, I think that's a no-brainer, and, and attorneys should be doing it. Having encryption on smartphones, again, to me, is a no-brainer, and attorneys should be doing it. The areas that attorneys have shied away from is encryption of email and, and communications. And there were a number of ethics opinions. I think some of them have been misread that attorneys' view is saying you never need to use encryption. I think there's enough qualifications in those opinions that they don't really say you never have to use it. And there actually have been a couple opinions, a New Jersey one several years ago, that says that if you send confidential documents over the Internet, it's talking about attachments, that they should be password protected at least. And, you know, the modern programs like Adobe and Microsoft Office, when you password protect them, actually encrypt them. There's also a new California opinion that came out at the end of last year 
it was dealing with attorneys use of wireless networks but one of the comments that what that it made was that attorneys should consider using encryption on email to protect it so i see a movement away from the the kind of strict view you don't have to worry about it and i think as other laws and other industries are moving more and more toward encryption it's going to be difficult for attorneys to say that their clients data don't need uh, equivalent protection well, I certainly agree with that. It just hasn't reached a critical mass yet, but it, it, it will and soon. Dave, we're really thrilled to be working with you on a new book uh, that we mentioned before, Locked, Lockdown Information Security for Lawyers and Law Firms. I know our goal for this book is to, is to get it done by the deadline because <laughs> these doggone deadlines are always closer than they appear in the mirror. But uh, can you articulate the more serious goals we have for the book? Well, I also, of course, want to get it done on time because we need to do that. But, but you know, it's kind of the, the goal or, or goals that I want to achieve with the book are three different things. And it goes right along with uh, the things we've just been talking about. You know, first, I want to create security awareness for attorneys. I think that's often lacking. Second, I want to provide easy to understand security basics, you know, the checklists and and laundry list that we were talking about a couple questions before, we want to put those in the book so attorneys will have them in one place where they will be comprehensive and, and easy for them to use. And third, I want to tell attorneys how to get information beyond the basics. So I've been tried to be kind of a security evangelist, and what I want to do through the book is to get attorneys to be aware and and do all the things we've been talking about in this podcast so far. Clearly, Dave, this is a subject that deserves more attention than law firms are giving it, at least many law firms. Sharon and I want to thank you for sharing your expertise on this subject. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will feel better informed after listening to this podcast. Thanks so much for being our guest. Well, I'm glad to do it, and I just want to remind the listeners to be careful out there because they really are trying to get your data. And that's all, folks, for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Ms. Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy.